to the Heads Up Podcast. I am Jason Rogers, the head of school of Rundle College Society, and I'll be your host for this season's episode. With each new podcast, we hope to explore interesting topics relating to Rundle College student, faculty, and parent life. This season, you'll hear interviews with faculty, parents, alumni, students, and educational experts. Each episode will aim to provide an insight and context to the happenings in and around our community. Thank you for joining me and everybody in the Rumble College Society on this journey, and I hope you enjoy this Rumble experience. All right, welcome back to the Heads Up Podcast. Um, couldn't be more excited to be, first of all, inside on this freezing cold day, and secondly, uh, to be inside with a really warm-hearted person who's uh, Miss Joelle Cobb. She's our guest on today's show, and uh, the reason are twofold as far as I see it. First of all, we've got a couple of listeners out there, grade five students here at Rundle College, who put in a podcast request, and they asked uh, for me to talk to Mrs. Cobb on the podcast, so first of all, um, Henry and Claudia, this is for you. All right. Secondly, uh, Miss Cop arguably is one of the most experienced and diverse teachers at Rundle College uh, ever, maybe. So, just to give you a little bit of background. Uh, Joelle's taught in every division at Rundle College except for the senior high. She's taught at the academy and the college. She's taught all humanities subjects as well as drama. Uh, she leads up our Moves Mountains breakfast. She does everything and anything here around Rundle College to make it a great place. Beyond that, beyond being one of our most experienced teachers here at Rundle College, Ms. Kopp has also had two of her kids uh, attend Rundle College Society. And with that knowledge of being the teacher and the parent, she br- brings invaluable insight into all things Rundle College experience, and I can hardly wait to get into it with her this morning. Beyond that, we're going to talk a little bit about transitions today too. So if you're a parent or a student who's you know, a little bit concerned about changing schools or changing divisions or even moving to a new grade, I'm hoping that uh, our conversation today will bring you a little bit of uh, calm and insight and uh, some things to think about as you move between uh, grades or schools. So without any further ado, uh, welcome to the show, Ms. Cop. Thank you for having me. Well, like I was saying in the intro there, I'm uh, really excited to hear more about your journey through Rundle. You've seen more of Rundle than I think anybody has, so why don't we start there? Um, I understand you've, you've been in all schools and, and most divisions, and you've seen it from parent and teacher uh, lens, so uh, tell us just a little bit more about, about your journey through Rundle. Well, I found out about Rundle through Rich Lawson, and right. uh, they were looking for a grade six teacher at the academy. Yeah. And I was living in Lethbridge, and I didn't even think about Calgary as a place to work. No and kidding. he convinced me to apply, and I did. And I went through the whole interview process with a board, a big panel, and uh, I'm pleased to say that I started my journey at the academy up at Barlow Campus. Right on. And what year was that, Joel? That was 1999. Right on. And for those listeners, uh, Mr. Lawson is still teaching here at the academy. Uh, he's a high school social studies teacher and absolutely one of our best as well. So, mm-hmm. And oftentimes that happens, right? Like we get connected through friends and colleagues right. to come to Rumble. Yeah, and you know, he should be sitting here with me. Yeah, <laughs> he'd probably enjoy <laughs> Doing that. this, yeah, totally. And uh, so, as you said before, my 
children both went yeah. to the academy and Angela was the first and she started at the primary, not the academy. And uh, her amazing foundation, I feel, was most inspired by Lisa Salter. Mm-hmm. And as a result, Angela loved school mm-hmm. and loved everything Lisa did. And she still talks about Lisa Salter. And now, <laughs> even after finishing her yeah. first degree yeah. in French, she's yep. now becoming a teacher. How exciting is that, so right? So exciting at yeah. the University of Lethbridge, my alma mater. <laughs> yeah. So pretty proud school. of her. Totally. Yeah. And then with JT, he was at the primary and the academy. And I have to give a shout out to Brad Miller yes, because course. he inspired JT as a fitness guru yeah. and he also understood the balance with athletics and academics right. and he was able to inspire JT that way as far as the athletics but he also helped keep him grounded as far as the academics and organization and motivation. Totally, totally and I think what's nice to hear in the theme of what you're talking about Joelle is like uh, relationships are really important here at our schools, whether it's the primary, elementary, or the academy. Uh, those relationships seem to be the part that you've enjoyed most from at least a parent perspective. Absolutely. And being a parent also allowed me to see students in a different way as yes. a teacher. Yes. And like, first of all, I know that each student comes in, that they are loved by somebody else outside yes. of the school. And we all know that, yeah. but we have to keep it in the forefront of our minds because then you can see the good in each child and maybe not let those little frustrations get to us because our children are all pretty good anyway so (laughs) it's not not hard to do Um, and change my perspective on homework issues and knowing that they have a busy life outside of school that's right and it's changed the type of homework that I give as well and the flexibility as far as timelines go that's right now it's so evolved and I think that that empathy piece is really important knowing that our kids have lives outside of school mm-hmm. and the school work that we provide and I think um, yeah seeing from both sides is, is really helpful I know I've talked to uh, Mr. Foreman about that mm-hmm. in the past and having seen his own son go through school as well you get a different different look at it mm-hmm. okay um, let's move on to the second question now Joelle I'm curious uh, somebody who's been here for the time that you've been here you've probably had a lot of gratifying experiences with our students and our faculty here at Rundle College, but the question would be, what is the most gratifying experience you've had? Well, I think all teachers would agree with me that there are many moments that overwhelm us emotionally as teachers, and those can come in many forms. So there's the academic connection that you can make with a student, helping them get to that aha moment. And then there are non-academic successes that kids have either outside of school, maybe they've won a Canadian championship, Mm -hmm. or they've done something athletically in school. And for me, my most satisfying moment is when I build relationships with the kids and I see that they have come from a place where they didn't like school and now they're with me. And it's not necessarily because of me, but the school itself, the whole environment, they love school. And that to me is the most gratifying. That is so cool. And I think that, um, like, I think the small class size enables that, but I also think it's just like the personalities that are around here that really want to have strong relationships mm-hmm. with kids that allow that that to happen. Yeah, and now I'm also lucky to be at the academy where I can still run into my former students. Right. And we still have that close relationship, and I can check in on them and see how they're 
lives are going even five years after I taught them. Yeah. So that's also exciting. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. great. You have them grade four to 12 here, so mm-hmm. you get to see them all the way through, which is uh, part of the magic too. When we talk about relationships and gratification, one of the things you're involved in here is the Moves Mountains Breakfast. Um, maybe for our listeners who don't know what the Moves Mountains Breakfast, let's talk about that now. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about why it exists and then maybe why it's such a passion project for yourself? The Moose Mountains Breakfast is a an awards banquet that we mm. have in the morning and we recognize students who have achieved things that are outside of the academic realm. Right. And you know, as we know, we have students that might not be finding academics super easy, mm-hmm. but yet they might have gone with coming in for uh, 60% mark and achieving 80% in something right. or even 50% and getting 60. Yeah. And and we are recognizing growth that they have yeah. made. Yeah, and in any number of spaces, right, Joel? It's yeah. like it could be growth personally, academically, socially, and it's anything that my understanding is anything that wouldn't be recognized at a, at a conventional award ceremony, but is something near and dear to that student, to that teacher's experience. Exactly. Um, another part of interesting part of the Moose Mountains Breakfast is the kind of format of it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who attends and why they attend and, and how the morning plays out? What I like about the breakfast is that each teacher has a handwritten letter that they read to the students. Love it. Yes. Love it. And it is done in a fashion where we pass the mic around and it moves its way, snakes its way all the way from the elementary teachers and ending in the high school and we have board members that attend we have sometimes dignitaries that come I love having the alumni come back as guest speakers and say how the Academy has helped them yeah and it is a very emotional a tearjerker kind of a breakfast every time yeah and the parents are overwhelmed and the students are so proud that they have made this achievement yeah and that is also connected to that gratifying experience yeah to award yeah. them for something that they worked hard for yeah and that's uh those mornings are really just pure magic i mean we see a total of about 40 awards given out that morning every, literally every faculty in the building whether it's a you know, learning strategist or the 30 level physics teacher, they're giving out an award to each of these kids. And uh, yeah, and I love, I personally love the magic of the handwritten note. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's kind of a bit of a lost art and I love, love to see that and, and what a morning it is for sure. And they can see that it comes from the heart for sure. Yeah. And I, it's yeah. kind of funny, you know, we can talk about this here, but like teachers sometimes struggle with that handwritten part because it's a bit of a departure from what we do day in and day out. Yes, and we are used to delivering something from the government, yeah. the mandated curriculum. Yeah. And now here we're yeah. making it raw. It's raw for us it as is, teachers. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so yeah. we're thinking, oh, am I doing the right thing? And yeah. now we can recognize what students feel like too when they are reading something out loud that comes from their own hearts. So, right on. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree, Joelle, and I think that's a. Uh, I, I think every school should do it because mm-hmm. I think it's just it really reaches the kids on the fringe and allows them to. Uh, celebrate their successes as well. Thanks for that, Joelle. Uh, I'm really curious about our third question. Uh, Having experienced both the college and the academy, um, as I have over the last five years as well, I'm curious as to what your perspective is and what's the difference between the college and the academy, and specifically for parents who are looking 
maybe to transition from the college to the academy or from the academy to the college. I think this might be a good opportunity uh, to give some of that perspective to them. So I'll just pass it right back over to you. What do you think, Joelle? Both programs are valuable. But what I want to emphasize is that Rundle Academy is not a special needs school. Absolutely. We are a school that has students that are gifted. Some students have ADHD. Some people are dyslexic, but we are on curriculum. Mm -hmm. They write diploma mm -hmm. exams. Some, some are being written today even. You know, we've got the English diploma going on right here, right now. Right, and we, we write the same PATs, grade six, grade nine, on the same day that the rest of the students in Alberta are writing them. We don't deviate, we don't modify the curriculum. That's right, that's huge. And I think like for lots of parents, this idea of modification versus accommodation is a very interesting point of conversation. Certainly if you do an academy tour, you'll know a lot about it and I won't spend too much time on it right now, but modification would mean that we're pulling off of the curriculum, which we don't do at the academy or mm -hmm. at the college, anywhere at Rundle. Mm -hmm. um, accommodation would be giving multiple tools to be able to approach the curriculum. Right, and those accommodations might be an audio version right, of an exactly. exam or an extra hour to write the test. That's right. So, though, and also we present things differently and our, our approaches to delivering educational material might be different. We might hand out notes if a student has dysgraphia. Right. But they're still bright kids. Absolutely. You know, when you have a gifted kid who's in your program, then you can also enrich in other ways and that's another type of accommodation as yeah. well. Yeah, and I think, like I think lots of people say like, well, it's okay to accommodate the curriculum but really, is the world accommodated and are you doing any favors for kids? Well, I know if I need extra time, <laughs> yeah. if Mr. Vandermeer says these reports are due and I say I need one more day, <laughs> he says yes. Yes. And the real world is like that. The real world is more flexible. Yes, and I think so. And I think like what we miss oftentimes is there are so many tools at our disposal. And as we grow up into adults, we, we determine which tools to use when. Um, and we don't see them as accommodations. We just see them as tools. You know, right, it's like, like our glasses. Our glasses are yeah. a perfect example. That's you not know? fair that you're <laughs> that you get to drive with your glasses that's right. on. Yeah, exactly. That's not fair. Well, and that's uh, <laughs> that's the whole accommodation yeah. argument. Or yeah. like, for instance, our cell phones. Uh, no two cell phones are the same anymore, right? Mm -hmm. We have multiple apps on them, and we use those apps to accommodate our, our learning. Mm -hmm. And really, that's a lot of how the academy designs our classroom is in that kind of app-based format. You know, we're all trying to get to the similar end, but what tools are you going to use to get there and helping kids understand Absolutely. That? And it's not a crutch. It's mm. merely a device. That's right. Right. And I was really happy to hear a parent tell me that she was excited that her twin son was doing the same thing at the college campus as her daughter is doing in my class. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So you're doing this, we're doing this. And she yeah. said, oh yeah, you're doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> you're on curriculum. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think that would be a surprise. Uh, to that family or to any other family moving forward because it is the same curriculum, generally the same time, just different tools mm -hmm. to get there. Right. Um, couple logistics around academy versus college. Uh, maybe you can talk about the class size at the academy versus the college. What's the difference there? The class size might be a difference of three students. Mm -hmm. yeah. From, I did most of my work in the junior high and down in the elementary we have i have eight students in my class some students have seven or yeah. some teachers have seven some have six students yeah and so yeah it's a little bit smaller yeah um but we do have the pleasure of having small class sizes in both campuses absolutely yeah. absolutely that's a similarity through and through uh, i think and i think the relationship piece 
Uh, I don't know, I'll ask you, how, how does it differ between the college and the academy? Is there any difference when it comes to teacher-student relationship? I don't think there's a difference as far as building relationships, but I do feel there's a difference between uh, what our students are bringing as far as past experiences go yes. to each school. Yes, I think uh, It's always nerve-wracking going to a new school. So you have a student who might be moving in from out of town and they're going to the Collette campus or the Conklin campus and they're nervous because they're meeting new students. Right. But And the teachers are excellent at developing relationships there. Here, it can be the same thing, but one added component is that they might be coming from a really hard place. No doubt. And our favorite phrase phrase is that this is a place where they can have a soft landing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think, uh, and let's talk about that just for a moment because I think that's a huge point is uh, kids are coming to the academy often having failed in their academic pursuits. And so we have to work on self-esteem first at the academy because oftentimes that's not there. Um, what do we do to induct kids at the start of the year at the academy that allows them to have a soft landing? Um, One of the first here? things that we do is have an orientation camp. Right. So we build those relationships there. And each division goes away to its own separate area. And they get to know the teachers. They get to know other students in a non-academic, non-threatening situation. Yep. And then the teacher takes it from there and builds relationships with their TA or their homeroom yeah. and they might have things like homeroom challenges or door decorating contests, small things like that. But I also have a thing that I say every year to my students is that you are all number one at something. Yeah, that's that awesome. You, this year number one and they're, they're going, what am I number one at? <laughs> yeah. right? But they, that's, that's not for me to tell them, but yeah. for me to have them realize that they are. And I think that with every human being on earth, yeah. we're all number one at something. Yeah, yeah, that's really right. Cool. So that's uh, that's my first motivation with them. Oh, that is so yeah. good. Oh, that's a real gem. I think. Uh, what would you say to a parent who's an elementary parent, and they come in and they say an orientation camp is too much for my son or daughter? They're not comfortable camping. Uh, they don't stay away from home very often, and this is a new school. I'd prefer them not to attend an orientation camp for those reasons. How, how would you respond to that? We talk about the building of relationships. And there are some students who can't stay over, not because of being a new student, but just because they can't stay over anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. So that's a completely different issue. Yeah. But when they see the value of that and also having former students or even current students that have gone on camps before talk to them or talk to their students saying oh it's so fun you gotta go we did this we did that yeah and then we talk about the activities that we do the horseback riding yeah. the ropes course yeah. anything like that so we build up that kind of excitement for sure yeah for and sure. if there is an issue it's a phone call away totally. really it's not that big of a deal totally we're yeah. able to accommodate that too absolutely yeah <laughs> thank you all right, Joel, moving on to question number four now. Uh, it sounds like you've been the queen of transitions here at Rundle. Um, so I guess I'm sitting here just asking what advice you'd give to a student who's nervous about moving to a new grade, division, or school. Well, the experience of changing divisions, changing schools, it's nerve-wracking, but it is exciting. Change yeah. is exciting. But I have had students, especially my grade nine students in the past, who are nervous about going into high school. Right, it's a and huge so, one, grade yeah, nine to 10. Yeah, it's huge. It's nerve-wracking. The kids are bigger, yeah. the courses are more in-depth, and the pace is also different. But I talked to them about how awesome kindergarten was. Yeah. Remember how nervous you were about kindergarten? Yeah. And now you look back fondly on those kindergarten days. No kidding. So I tell them that you will do the same thing when you get into grade 10. 
What you're an going opportunity. to look back yeah. on grade 10 when you're an adult going, oh, that was really fun. Yeah. And so I, I have them recall those moments of earlier transitions, right? And yeah. they would never throw anything at them that is not appropriate. For sure. Right? Totally. They're, they're meant to be at that stage in their lives. They can, they can totally do it. And mm-hmm. that, I think that that's the big gift in it is like that experiential piece that you're putting forward. Mm-hmm. And then also asking them what maybe are the issues. Is it a confidence? Is it um, with academics? Is it an issue with making friends? So those are individual things that are addressed and we can attack those that way. And how do you find it? Well, you've mentioned earlier in the podcast, but because we are a grade four to 12 school here, do you find that you are able to offer support to kids who are making transitions to different divisions, even though they're still in the same school. Absolutely, and I do have some students that come around and visit still. Yeah. And you know, they say, yeah, you're right, or this is what's happening now, and I ask them how things are going always. And just even talking about the differences yeah. is helpful. Yeah. I might even offer advice, just yeah. talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Totally, there's that comfort in having you close at hand, and yeah. all of our teachers for that matter. I mean, it's really nice to talk to, to you about relationships, because you get it just like every other teacher in this building mm-hmm. does. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, you mentioned Brad Miller earlier. There's, I'm sure there are kids who do the same with Brad Miller Absolutely. or Chris Paz or Rich Lawson Absolutely. or Cheryl Phillips. And so, like I said before, they should all they could all be sitting here doing what I'm doing yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I, know, totally. I just happen to be in the right spot. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time today. <laughs> all right, Joel, we're into the fifth question of the opening segment of the show. Um, I always want to know, and somebody who's been around. As long as you have and seen as much as you have, you'll have, I'm sure, tremendous insight in the space. What can we do to continue to improve the Rundle experience? I think the Rundle experience is amazing as it is. There are students that might want change with uniforms, and we know we can't do that. We know we can't give out more recess time. (laughs) But I think what is valuable for students is having more choice. But we can give choice within certain boundaries. Right, could be a choice in how I present information or a mm-hmm. choice on what topic I can write on for mm-hmm. an English piece. Right. Um, and to them, that is valuable because later on in life, we do also get more choices as adults. Yep. And also, if we can't change the curriculum, then maybe we can adopt that 20% project right. that Google does or yeah. the Genius Hour that yeah. other schools do. Exactly. So owning your education is important for students, and I mm-hmm. think that gives them power as well. Awesome. Yeah, no, I hope the, the future of the college and academy program is in that space of ownership of learning and that intrinsic motivation and, and all of those pieces. So I think you've hit it right on the head, and I think that will be... A direction uh, will be headed as well. So thank you for that insight, Joelle. You're welcome. Okay, Joelle, we're in the home stretch now, and as we close every show, we always end with uh, the Rundle Rumble, which is a ten-part quick-fire word association game that I like to play with all of our guests. All right. Okay, so I'm going to say a word, uh, and then I want you to say the first things that come to mind around that. Okay. Are you all set? Okay. Okay, here we go. Number one, uh, Lethbridge. Ooh, I would say family. Uh, university, yep. Wendy's Place Ever. Yep, and big plug for their uh, <laughs> yep. education program. Yes. In fact, the education program is the magical program for it sure is. out of Alberta. I'm not discounting any <laughs> other education programs out there, but there's so much experience with yep. the professional semesters and the theory with the education program at the University of Lethbridge, and I feel so proud to be part of that and proud that my daughter's part of it too. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. there are yeah. spectacular teachers come out of Lethbridge, mm-hmm. as well as other schools, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I mean Lethbridge. <laughs> <laughs> does have a great education program, no mm-hmm. doubt. Okay, that was number one. Number two, Salter. 
Oh, amazing, sweet, motivating, most kind teacher ever. And both of my students love her, talk about her all the time. Yeah. She's the reason why my daughter Angela fell in love with Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the reason why my daughter cried when he passed away. But she's so motivating. She is. Yes, and she also sees the good in everyone, the staff members as well, not just students. Unbelievable, yeah. right? Okay, Such well, a positive personality. I hope she listens. I hope so too. I should phone her. <laughs> Don't phone her. <laughs> Number three, drama. Mm, one of my former passions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drama is an outlet for students who might not feel confident in front of um, an unprotected yeah. audience, really, yeah. and here's their chance to shine yeah. and do something completely different. It's totally magical, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Anyone can do it too. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, not me. <laughs> oh, you can. <laughs> You're doing it now. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> Number four, Vandermeer. Oh, an amazing leader. Funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave yeah, it there. I, I don't leave it there. I yeah. think we could go on. Yeah. But I don't no, know, half like, an hour. He's so fun. He's such sure. a great leader. Okay. Yeah. Um, number five, academic fair. Passion projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, the students can present their knowledge and choose a project of their own. It could be anything. It could be art related. It could be science. It could be mathematical. I love that program because the students can display their knowledge mm-hmm. and it's almost like a science fair, but it is their own project that they can get recognition for. Totally. And An then we learn things about our students that totally. we, yeah, we didn't even know that they were interested in certain things. So yeah. for me as a teacher, it's also exciting. Yeah. I've learned yeah. more at the academic fair every year than I do the whole year round. Yes, absolutely. Uh, number six, English language arts. English was my major in university, so I do have a soft spot for English language arts, and I love it because we can inspire students to read different books and to be creative as writers. Right on. Uh, Number seven, teaching in the elementary. Adorable. They are so cute. I love all my teaching experiences. I love teaching junior high and the energy that comes with junior high and the humor that comes with them. But what I love about the elementary is they live in the moment, Mm -hmm. each moment. Mm -hmm. And they have passion for the tiny things. We even have a ghost in our room. You do. That the students named Fluffers, <laughs> yeah. um, but but that's the thing. Like they are so into that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I, I love it. Oh, that's so cool! <laughs> awesome. I'll come over and I'll have to meet Fluffers. Yes, yeah, so he comes unexpectedly. We, okay. you know, well, but he opens up lucky. drawers and cupboards and. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay. Cute. Number eight, Moose Mountains breakfast. Oh, um, heartwarming. Um, seeing kids be recognized for things that they might not have known that they would ever be recognized for. And also seeing the students look at their teachers in another way, Mm -hmm. teachers that care about their growth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Number nine, Henry and Claudia. They are also so adorable. And when (laughs) I think of Henry and Claudia, I think of their mom, Christine, who has come up to me with tears in her eyes so happy that she has her daughter back yeah and yeah. and seeing the passion yeah. and they are two students who love Rundle through and through yeah they are yeah. unbelievable aren't they yeah absolutely and they're the reason for this podcast and all this genius <laughs> so thanks again to Henry and Claudia yeah, for thank you for the inspiration yeah, it's really absolutely. been worthwhile and last but not least number 10 what is success to you success to me this is a hard one um, I would say I feel success 
through my students' successes. If they don't succeed, I feel like I haven't done the right thing. Yeah. And of course, it comes in different realms. It's not always a high mark. Yeah. It's other things that can happen. So I think seeing growth in my students is successful. And I would also say that being successful as a staff, supporting one another is another thing. That's how yeah. I think our school functions. Wow, that's spoken like a, a true master teacher, Joelle. <laughs> um, thanks for taking the time with us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I hope we get a lot of lessons because there's so much wisdom in this. And uh, I think anybody who listens will just realize how fortunate we are to have you along as a member of our faculty and understand that we're so much stronger for having you as a part of our team. And so thanks for everything, Joelle. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a great day. Thank you.